Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Life Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. As we enter a, a new year of 2023, and uh, with God wanting to do something so amazing in us, is that we need... As we've been mentioning, if you haven't been, uh, been around for a while, is that this year we're going after everything that you, your family, your business, your finance, your health has lost. You're allowed to get excited. One of the, what we mentioned before, just a quick turnaround, is that God wants to give us back what was stolen, but then he also wants to give us the desires of our hearts. What we, so we're going to just lay another foundation on, and I want you to be prepared for next week. Next week, I'm going to do a message, which is amazing. It's called Faith at God's Speed. We have been used to running faith at our pace, at our level, but because this is a new year, God wants for us to have his speed. Amen. When you understand what God's going to do in us and through us, is we've been running at one level. God says there's faith at your speed and there's faith at my speed. So we're going to learn that next week. But this week... We, want, we need to get a foundation for, for us. In Acts 3, 21, it says this. Heaven must receive God or him until the time comes for God to restore. Come on, you can say it nice and loud with me. Again, say it again. For God to restore everything as he has promised long ago through the holy prophets. So you find something that is a part of God, and a part of God is this, is that God says, I want to restore everything. So in, if you look at your generations, from your grandfather and go further, Satan has been robbing the church, has been robbing you, has been robbing everybody, and this problem has been is we think that once he's robbed it, we've lost it. Once it's gone, it's gone. Once the opportunity has come, it's gone. But Bible says this, God will restore everything he has promised. So our confession is, I will recover all that is mine, all that belongs to my family, all that belongs to my church. This is my inheritance in the Lord. So what God wants for you is the full restoration of what was stolen. Once we understand that God is a God of restoration, it sets us up to believe, but it also sets us up to receive, and it sets us up for expectation. Look at 2 Corinthians 4.13. But having the same spirit of faith. Just watch this carefully now. There isn't a baby faith. There isn't an immature faith. There is only a faith that we restrict. This is the writer is Paul. He's a church builder. He's a kingdom builder. 
and he's talking to people and he's answering a question. Because somewhere down the line, there must have been preaching, there must have been some sort of teaching that I've got this faith, you've got this faith, I've got that faith, I've got the faith for finance, but I haven't got faith for this. All of this stuff. And Paul here, this is a correctional scripture. This is a restoration scripture. What is happening here is that Paul is restoring the people's faith. So the first thing you find here that says Paul, having the same spirit. So in other words, put it down this way. The same spirit of faith that John walked in, Peter walked in, Matthew walked in, Judas walked in, was exactly the same. And if we understand this, that means whatever they walked in, we can walk in. Let's go take a step further. The the Bible says this, that we are of our father Abraham, that when we got born again, we stepped into Abraham. And Abraham is known as the father of faith. You know, the Bible actually says this about Abraham, that he was rich, but he was also very rich. I thought that would bring some smiles, but apparently we don't want to be very rich. Now watch this. He was very rich. The same thing was said about his son because his son was an heir. So Isaac was very rich. Jacob made a lot of mistakes, but he ended up very rich. Now, when he, let me just understand something to you. We're talking kingdom rich. Abraham had a family. Abraham had a wife. Abraham had stocks. He, he, he had the full length of riches. See, you can have money and be poor. There's a lot of poverty in Australia. There's a lot of poverty in New York. There's a lot of poverty in every capital city. People go, yeah, but look at what they're driving. Poverty is not about what you own. It's who you are and the people around you. See, Joshua said this, as for me and my family. In other words, was this, it's not good enough that I'm wealthy, but if my family isn't there, I am not wealthy. So one of the concepts is when you start where we're going in there, the Bible wants us very rich. That means every part of our life is rich. And it says having the same spirit. So one of the, one of the things you need to step into is because to get you set up for next week to, to move in God's speed is that you've, every one of us has the same faith. So when you open up the scripture... You're reading what your faith can do. So when we open up God's word, it is telling us this is what's inside of you. See, faith responds to the word. So when you start to read the scripture... It is educating you, telling you what, is, what you're reading is inside of you. And he says this, according to what is what? Come on, this is family. According to what is what? Watch this. 
So if you, so that means that whatever you need has been written. And God says when you read it, your faith responds. Your faith is designed to respond to the word of God. Your faith doesn't respond to needs. It responds to the word. So when people, see, you don't have to go to God and go, God, hey, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm not well. God, you know, I woke up this morning and you didn't notice that I'm limping. God, you didn't notice I've got a headache. See, the thing is God notices, but he's already said that you have something for that unnoticeable So when we start to move in the presence of God and in the word of God, he says, but having the same spirit of faith according to what is written. So watch this. If it is written, it belongs to you. If it's in the word of God, it belongs to you. So if you find peace in the word of God, isn't it interesting? Now watch this. That God... People say, God supplies my needs. So Ted, we, 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 how, do I, how does that work? Do you realize that God has a promise for every need? So God says to you, God, I have a need. God says, I've given you a promise. God, I have a sickness. God says, I've given you a promise. God, I have a lack. I have given you a promise. So watch this. And then faith starts to speak. I believed, therefore I spoke. So what it is that I believe, we got to get to a point where we have a persuaded heart before we speak. Let me just share this with you. Most of us here, me included, needs to have our soul healed. Is because we talk a lot of things, but we don't even believe it. See, the Bible says that you are saved with your by the believing in your heart and then speaking it. We are so used to not putting weight on our words that our heart thinks that we're joking. Okay, how many of you ever said this, I am sick and tired, when you weren't? Okay, what about this term? This is killing me. Come on. But it's not true. And your heart going, what a load of rubbish. Your heart's not receiving it. So your heart in itself says, hey, you don't even believe what you are saying. You're having a tough conversation with your wife and you go, this is killing me. No, she's not. She's just telling you, you need to shape up in a certain area. You need to shower at least four times a year or something like that, right? But see, we, we've, we've been taught without knowing it, that we don't even put weight on our words and we don't believe it. So what we do is we say things and, and the heart doesn't agree. We're so used to just going, oh, just people go speak your mind. Please listen to me carefully. Never speak your mind unless God has transformed your mind. When people tell me, I want to give you a piece of my mind. No, no, no. If you want to give a piece of my mind, there's a trash can. Give it to the trash can. And if it doesn't fit in. See, the thing is, is this. Now, you watch this. The heart has been designed to agree with the mouth. That was originally. But what's happened is when sin come in, there's been a, this divide that we have learned to speak, but our heart is far from us. That is why when it comes to worship, God says this, you worship me with your lips, 
but your heart is far from me. It shows you that you can say something and your heart's not in it. Hello? Say, turn to somebody and say, Ted's preaching, preaching to me. And if you've got an empty seat, speak to somebody that's going to be there next week. So see, what, see, when we start talking about this, is we need to get our heart healed that you, like what Jess was saying, is that you put weight on it. Listen, listen carefully. When was the last time you put weight on your words? Okay, when was the last time you broke a promise? Don't put your hand up. Because the person you broke it to is probably sitting next to you. See, we're used to saying, just speaking, speaking, speaking. But the Bible says you've got to have a persuaded heart. And what what happens is this. When you have a persuaded heart and the mouth agrees with a persuaded heart, you get a miracle. And what the way that happens is what you're going to have to do is to get into the supernatural acceleration is you need to put some weight on your words. If you don't mean it, don't say it. If you're not going to do it, don't, don't tell somebody you're going to do it. Don't, see, your, your heart is used to being lied by you. I'm going to, you know what, I am going to exercise. You wake up in the morning and I go, no, I didn't mean it. Maybe for tomorrow. I am going to read the Bible. Uh, I'm running late. We do that often enough, the heart looks at us and go, you don't really mean it. That is why what we've been taught to, listen to me carefully. We've been taught we need to say the right things, which is truth, but it's only half truth. If we want to work in the acceleration of faith, is that your heart and your mouth have to be in perfect sync, and then that's where a miracle happens. And guess what the Bible tells you in the beginning? But having the same spirit of faith, that means you can operate in this, and you just got to stop putting, not putting weight on your own words. That means you've got to put weight on the worship. I've come to worship God. I didn't come to give God words. See, when you take faith out of worship, what you get is noise. God says, I get enough noise. I can hear everybody at the same time. I'm used to noise. But God says, but there's a certain sound that's accompanied by faith that, that I can smell it. So what we come into here is this moving in the spirit of it. I believe, therefore I spoke. In other words, it is your heart that does the speaking, not your mind. See, my mind sees problems. My mind sees I've got difficulties. But what the heart? I want you to notice when the woman with the issue of blood When she started speaking, she was no longer concentrating on her sickness. She was concentrating on what she said. When the woman with the issue of blood 
She heard about Jesus. She started to say to herself what that was happening. Before she heard, she was concentrating the blood. I'm not allowed outside. I've got all these problems. I've got these issues. The moment she hears the word of God, her faith responds. Instead of watching her condition, she started to watch her speech. And as she watched her speech, she got a miracle. And most of us, we are, the mind will mirror what it sees. The heart will speak what it believes. So sense knowledge says, I know I'm not well. I know that I am in debt. I know things aren't going to work out. But the heart is, the heart is designed to absorb the word and then get the mouth to Agree with it. When two or three agree on anything, it shall be done. Wow. Somebody say wow. So what we do is we start to talk out of the heart, out of our spirit. And the Bible says that you have been designed to have the same spirit of faith. Just let me take this to another level here. Can you now understand your capacity the Word of God says this in Proverbs 18.22. The power of life and death is in the tongue. And those that understand it will eat the fruit of it. So watch this. The Bible doesn't say that the power is with God or with Satan. It says it's with you. Somebody, go, somebody say, uh-oh. How many of you have ever blamed Jesus for, for something? Put your hand up. Come on, be honest. I've got two hands up. Dear Jesus, why didn't it work? Dear God, why didn't you come through for me? Come on. Dear, hey, God. You know, there's Jesse talking about the offering. I gave the offering, and I'm still broke. Hey, God, it's, God, it's not working. Of course it's not working. You've just said it's not working. So the, see that that is why that if we don't put faith, we don't put weight on our words. God put it this way. You know, when you start reading a book, where do you start? How many of you will buy a brand new book that you've never read and then read in the middle? When you went to school, you never started at the back. You only start at the back if you're reading Hebrew because it goes the other way. Okay. See, most of us skip it. And the Bible says, in the beginning, God. Number one, the source. And then he says, in the beginning, God. And then he says, when God wanted something, he spoke it into being. Correct? And if you're made in the image of God, that means that that is the process that you were designed to work. You were designed to live in what you speak. See, the house you live in is designed by how you speak. The marriage you have is designed by how you speak. Your attitude is designed by how you speak. God gave us a pattern of faith, and he says the Holy Spirit was hovering, and then God spoke. See, God never spoke what he didn't want. He spoke what he wanted. And guess what? In, because of the sin nature, 
The whole world is speaking of what we don't want. We don't want recession. We don't want higher petrol prices, right? We want, come on. See, most, so what we're doing is we're going, I know I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want that. God says, okay, if, when you know what you don't want, what do you want? So God says this, I don't want to be sick. No, you say this, I am healthy. I don't want to be broke. No, I am prosperous. See, what happens with us is because we don't understand the law. Everybody say law. Do you realize a law works whether you understand it or not? I don't want you to try this, but picture this. You're in a 20K car park limit. It says only 20Ks per hour in the car park. But you decide that, that, that you, do, you decide, I'm not going to look at it, and you start doing 70Ks in that, and you get booked. And you go to the police officer. Excuse me, dear police officer who upholds the law and that has my best interest at heart. Uh, please, please, I didn't know what I was doing. Most of them would go, that's fine. Now, when you pay for it, you will know what you're doing. You know what, you, you go to a cliff and you jump off and you go, no one taught me about the law of gravity, but you're still going to go. Right? See, a law works whether you understand it or not. So there is the law of speech. The Bible says it. The wisest man on the earth, second to Jesus was Solomon. The richest man in the world, Solomon. The wealthiest man in the world was Solomon. And he makes this comment. He goes, the power of life, death. Take that for a moment. There's life and death, correct? There is light and darkness, correct? There is poverty and wealth, correct? There is sickness and there is health, correct? There is peace and there is anxiety, right? Think about the opposites. And God says this, is that I have never, even though the fall of man happened, I have never removed that opportunity in you. You get the right to decide. Let, can, I, can we go a bit deeper? Am I, I won't go until you give me permission. I've got four minutes and I've just started. Watch this. You can never, ever have, the Bible says, choose ye this day whom you will serve. You can never have a choice if you don't have two opposites. So therefore, in the kingdom that we are in, we've walked into a kingdom, we were born into a life that you get up there and it says, you have two choices. And it's your choice. The Bible says, choose you this day whether you want to be blessed or not. Come on, how many people you know that want to be blessed? It's very rare to find someone. Do you want to be blessed? No. No, Pastor Ted, I don't want to be blessed. I, 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 want my, I, I, I want all my friends to leave me. I want my dog to bite me. I want my goldfish to suck me. I mean, whatever it is, right? I, I, I want to get a good job and get fired. I want to buy a car, then it blows up without insurance. 
if you're like that, you can receive prayer. Seriously, I will pray for you. We'll get you delivered today. Most people go, yeah, but God says you've got to choose it. You mean to tell me that prosperity is a choice? Yes. Do you realize that faith is a choice? I'm getting into it now, but I'll get into it now because we're in. Just leave you this two minutes. I'm going to do espresso messages now. Watch this. When Thomas is with the, with the 11, and they're all talking about Jesus. Hey, Jesus is alive. Wow. And Mary said this. And oh, wow, wow. And he says this. I refuse to believe until I touch him. Think about this. Look it up afterwards. He actually says, I refuse to believe. Now watch this. And, and when, when people don't believe something, they still, they still have faith because you choose not to believe. That means I choose to put my faith in something else. So if I don't choose God, guess what I've chosen? I know this is deep. This is Sunday morning. In the Bible, it never says you can sit and stand on the fence forever. So what happens is this, is that I came into this world, I was born a sinner. Then God says, now, Ted, do you want to remain a sinner or do you want to have life? Do you want to remain in darkness or do you want to flick the switch on? Do you want to remain in poverty or do you want us to turn prosperity on? You good? So, you know what? When I, when I was immature and, um, I, I, yeah, I was really immature. I, I was extremely immature. I, I was so immature it was laughable. See, I, I had it picked out for God. I'm gonna, I, I had a, my speech put in in writing, I wrote it out, which I was going to give to Jesus when I saw him face to face. And I, was going, I, I, you know, I came to him and I had it. I said, Jesus, the reason I didn't do this is because you never gave me this and this. Jesus, I never had these opportunities. I had every reason not to succeed. And then I realized when I saw this and I go, hold on, I chose this. Everybody go, uh-oh. The Bible goes, see, here's the amazing thing with faith. God says, now watch this. Can we go back to the first verse? No, hold on. Um, which one? Watch this. In Corinthians. Having the same spirit of faith according to what is what? So God says, I have written it, but you need to choose it. So you choose a great marriage. You choose to be a great dad. You choose to be great in the kingdom. See, once you start to realize this, is that I don't have to walk out of here broke. I don't have to walk out of here sick because I choose life. Choose you this day. Jesus stands up in the middle of a crowd and he says, I am here, touch me. See, what happens is this now. You good? Once it is written, it's irreversible. God's word will not come back empty. 
So God says this, I have given you all of these choices. The darkness only has one choice. Don't choose the light. Stop it. That's not for you. That's for somebody else. But the Bible says it's there. Now, watch this. We're going, this is where we got, watch this. In Habakkuk 3.19, it says this. The Lord God is my strength, and he will give me the speed of a deer and bring me safely over the mountains. So watch this. The word of God will speed the acceleration to bring it to pass. I choose to be accelerated. Or you can... Um, uh, uh, we were just in Europe, and you have different kind of lanes. The outer lane, which is... Uh, I don't, don't, it's not in Australia, okay? So please say, Pastor Ted is saying this is Europe. You have one lane, and you, got, you can have three... We were three lanes. You had... Once doing about 100, 110 kilometers an hour. Then you had another lane where you did about 80. But then you had this other lane that you can choose, and there's no speed limit on it. So the driver chooses the speed that he wants to go. So this year, let me just ask you, how fast or how quick do you want to get out of your present condition? Because the Bible says, the Lord will give you, the Lord God is my what? Strength. And he will give me speed. Everybody, I'm, I'm not talking the other speed. Okay? Don't say, I went to church and Pastor Ted said we can have speed. <laughs> the other speed will make you talk fast and make you see things that aren't there. Right? But the speed I'm talking about is this. Is God says, this is how fast a turnaround can be. This is how fast a turnaround can be. And the Bible would choose. And now, as the musicians come up, I just want to read something to you. This is what I posted on Monday morning. Every day I post a message like this. If you want to get it, you're not getting it. You're not a part of a life group. Um, you, can, you can see us afterwards. This is what I posted on Monday. Turnarounds. An abrupt or unexpected change. Quick turnarounds. It seemed like a dream, too good to be true, when God returns Zion's exiles. We laughed, we sang, we couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nation. God was wonderful to them. God was wonderful to us. We are one happy people. It is in Psalm 126. Supernatural turnaround are God's ultimate desire for, us to, for you today. Listen to this powerful word. Let it encourage you. It changes direction. Turning around by his guidance. That is that it may do whatever he commands. It on the face of the inhabited earth. So what, you know what God says this? That every turnaround is directed by God but received by you. So God has these amazing turnarounds in your life. And you go, God, I choose you. God, I choose you. God, I choose to be a change. I choose light instead of darkness. That's the power of it. See, right now, I believe that the Holy Spirit just wants to put it into you. What, what, what are you choosing? 
what this does, a victim mentality is a mentality that doesn't hear this. A victim mentality sits in a place and he says, it's not my fault. Somebody else did it for me. I, I, I have no choice but to be here. See, that's a victim mentality. But God says this, you don't have to stay a victim. So somebody might have done something to you. Somebody might have said something to you. Society might have sideswiped you. But God says this, that doesn't determine your future. I choose life. I choose God. I choose peace. I choose health. I choose provision. I choose to live a life that is extraordinary in an ordinary world. I choose it. I choose it. See what it is. A victim feels I have nothing to do. I am bound. I am that. Now watch this. Blind Bartimaeus was beside on the road. He was blind. He was a victim. What was he doing? He's begging. Somebody please give me something. The moment he hears Jesus, his heart responds and he goes, this is the last day that I'm going to beg. This is the last day I'm going to sit beside the road. This is the last day somebody's going to have to take me around because I heard Jesus. I now have a choice. Come on, stand up with me. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, You've put before us life and death, cursing and blessing. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we choose you. My faith chooses to put its trust in the written Word of God. Why don't you just lift up your hands with me? Why don't you just right now, just for a minute, and we're going we're gonna to close. Why don't you just go, God, I choose. God, today, my heart chooses. I want to live. God, I don't want to be like this anymore, but this is what I do want. I want your peace. I want your guidance. I want your provision. I want your salvation. I want your healing. I want everything that you have for me. Father, right now you said to us that the power of life and death, the power of sickness and health, the power of lack and prosperity are in the power of the tongue. So Father, right now, I declare your goodness over my life. I will live and not die and declare the glory of God. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. As for my body, it will be healthy. As for my mind, it shall be stable and, and sharp. So Father, right now, God, I choose. God, I make a choice. God, I declare Your goodness over my life over my family's life. Father, I want everything that's mine. Father, I have come to, to receive my full inheritance. Father, no more crumbs after today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, man, come on, why don't we give the Lord a hand? Come on. The God that gives us choice. The God that gives us everything. Hey, God bless you. We'll see you next week.